Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Porn and Capitalism. On this week's episode, some amazing news. Sex symbol Bill Gates has announced that he is getting a divorce from his super hot wife, Melinda Gates. And I know what you're thinking. Power couple, right? Why would they get this divorce? They haven't even vaccinated everyone yet, right? Isn't that the goal to get everyone vaccinated? I guess not. I guess the goal was uh, maybe happiness. Maybe they wanted to be happy in their marriage and they just weren't anymore. So they were like, fuck it. I guess we'll cash it in. 27 years. I'm 27. They've been married my whole life. And they just gave it up. It, it kind of shows you that, you know what, even, even if you are one of the biggest oligarchs in the world, doesn't make your dick game good, okay? Now, I don't know who filed for the divorce. I don't know if it was Bill or Melinda, or maybe there was a third party involved. I don't know. But all we know is they're getting divorced. And, you know, to his kids, as a child of divorce, I, I just want to say to his kids, you'll be fine. You'll be fine, okay? I was fine, and my parents weren't billionaires, okay? So I think you'll be fine. Um, now, are they going to go back into the dating pool? Is that what they're going to do? Are they going to go into the dating pool? Check, check. I mean, that would be interesting if that's what they ended up doing, going back into the dating pool. Like, I know Bezos' wife, right? When Bezos' wife left him, she found some school teacher, right? So now is Melinda Gates going to go find a janitor? Or is Bill Gates going to go find one of Tiger Woods' old prostitutes? Who knows, right? There's no way to say exactly, but I mean, I guess they're going to go out there, you know? I mean, it's going to be tough for Bill Gates, not Clinton, I mean, Bill Gates, Bill Clinton, they're all hanging out with Epstein. But now Epstein's gone, so what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do when your wingman's gone, man? You gotta, he's got to find a new wingman. I don't know. Between Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos, and Bill Gates, I don't think any of them had happy marriages, man. I think if you're a tech mogul, you won't have a happy marriage unless you're Elon Musk. You know what I'm saying? But... You know, Elon Musk also is hosting SNL, by the way, which everyone's mad about. I want, can we have Bill and Melinda, before they get divorced, I want Bill and Melinda to host SNL. Okay, we'll do it like that Vax Live concert that I keep hearing about on the fucking radio. They're like, Vax Live, Alicia Keys and Miley Cyrus and J-Lo is performing and it's a vaccination celebration. It's fucking weird. It's like, dude, if you want it, go get it. If you don't, don't. Can we just move on? Apparently not. Apparently, we've got to have a fucking concert so everyone can get a shot. I just want to see Bill and Melinda Gates on SNL. I think that would be funny. Um, because between the two of them, I don't know who has the worst personality. Bill Gates doesn't have charisma. Now, I'm not saying Elon Musk has charisma, okay? I'm just, he's cooler, like, I don't think Bill Gates would smoke weed with Joe Rogan. He would try to inject Joe Rogan with the vaccine. That would be hilarious. Joe Rogan, get Bill Gates on the podcast and have him talk about the vaccine. I want to hear Bill Gates' perspective on the vaccine. I want to have him be like, well, you know, it's actually, it's actually designed to help reduce the population by uh, three to four million people a month for the next, you know, 52 years. 
It's my very good Bill Gates impression. The best tweet I saw about it, someone was like, uh, I guess Melinda Gates was just sick of PC culture. I was like, come on. Sorry. There we go. All right. Sorry. Soundboard's fucking up. I'm fucking up. That's on me, guys. I don't blame anyone except Bill and Melinda Gates. That's who I blame because they gave me the vaccine. Um, No, I still don't have it yet. Still don't have it. Thinking about it. Hasn't, it hasn't come up as like an issue where people are like, are you, are you vaccinated? And I'm like, eh, am I? I don't know. Is it illegal to forge a vaccine card? Because I've seen people's vaccine cards and it's literally a fucking note card. Like, I can go to Office Max, get some three by five cards, pretend I'm studying for the ACT and make little vaccination cards. Let's start a whole business, man. Just start a whole business. Just scribble a little fake doctor signature. I'm sure at that point it's illegal. I'm guessing at that point, when you start forging doctor signatures, I'm guessing that's when it becomes illegal. I don't know. Never gotten into that field. Kind of sounds like a fake idea. I remember when I was a kid and I had a fake idea. Everyone had a fake idea when you were a kid, right? You're a fucking kid. You're 18. You know, 18-year-old child who can't drink alcohol, so you get a fake idea. I don't know if it's the same. I don't know. I, I got to hit up some buddies. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Remember when you made that fake ID for me, buddy? Can you make a vaccination card for me, buddy? I want to pretend I'm vaccinated. I don't know. You just I think the best way to do it is just make your own little three-by-five note card. Get a couple Band-Aids. Put a little Band-Aid on your shoulder. Wear a sleeveless around. People will think you got the vaccine. They'll be like, oh, my God, good for you. They'll be like, oh, thank you. I know. I'm so brave. I'm so brave, braver than Caitlyn Jenner, who came out this week and said that biological girls, no, what was it? Biological boys should not play in girls' sports as trans athletes, something like that. Basically, trans girls should not play in girls' sports is what Caitlyn Jenner, a trans woman, former athlete, said. A lot of people think it's hypocritical. Hillary Clinton, hypocritical. I can't fucking say it. Try to make a pun. What are you going to do? Uh, a lot of people said it's hypocritical, and I guess it is. But that being said, yes, she's a trans woman, but she won her gold medals against the boys. All right. She's like, I was born with a penis. Did I think I was a woman? Yes, but I competed against the men because I wanted to be the best. All right. That's Caitlyn Jenner. That's America right there. Governor 2020, whatever, whenever she's running for governor. All right. Just know she's a winner when she was a he and he was he was a winner. So she's a winner, but against men. I want to see her run the 100-yard dash in some heels. That would be hilarious. I want to see you do what you did in the 80s or whenever you won all those track and field events. Do it in heels. Then I'll vote for you, even though I'm not a resident in California. But I don't think that matters. I'll vote by mail, baby. Voting for Caitlin. Female governor, baby. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it was it was funny to see that article because I mean that is the big controversy. Is like, should trans girls be allowed to play in girls' sports? You know, if they were biologically born assigned male at birth. I mean, if they were assigned male at birth, should they be allowed to play girls' sports? Right in high school, that's kind of the controversy, and a lot of the, a lot of the things that you see is like these trans girls who are just clearly physically larger and I mean they look like boys I mean let's call it what it is right they they used to be boys now they're girls and they're playing against girls and they're kind of dominating and everyone's like what are we doing here what are we doing here 
I think we should make a separate trans league. I want the TBA. The Trans Basketball Association. The TBA. It's one I want to see. It would be hype, dude. It would be fucking hype. Because you'd have to have timeout breaks just so they can re-inject their hormones and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It would be fucking hype, all right? You just got a bunch of Joanna men out there slam dunking windmills. Imagine a, imagine a trans woman doing a windmill. Imagine those tits jiggling up and down. You know what I'm talking about? It's must-see TV. It really is. You can say what you want. That is must-see television. The TBA, Trans Basketball Association. I would watch. Slow pitch softball for trans people. You know what I'm saying? Just juiced up chick dude, dude chicks hitting bombs. Just fucking mashing, batting like 450. You know what I'm saying? That's my fantasy league, personally. But I don't know. I mean, I think honestly it's 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 become a bigger issue because there's more being done from a legislative standpoint to protect trans people than there is to do anything for Asians or black people or fucking Native Americans even. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on with the Native American community right now. You don't hear a lot about it, right? But I'm sure they have a tougher go of it right now than trans people. Just what I'm thinking. I don't know. Again, not an activist. I'm not woke. But I'm thinking Native Americans, Indians, have it tougher than trannies. Just a guess. Just a shot in the dark. I don't know. Now, if you're a trans Native American person, I feel for you, okay? And you you should be president. We should have a trans Native American person be president. What the fuck? And I don't mean Kamala Harris. I mean real Indian, real dick, all right? Not a fake, I used to be a prosecutor dick. I want a real cock and tits. Both of them. Hermanfordite. Sounds like a Native American name. Hermanfordite. I don't know. I just I, I feel like uh, I feel like trans people kind of skipped ahead. Maybe that's just me. I feel like trans people kind of skipped ahead of black people and Mexicans and Asian people and you know a lot of people who are like, hey, we're talking about equality, right? Remember when you locked up fucking millions of Japanese people? I wasn't there, but I remember that it happened in history class. You know, nothing, nothing about that. Nothing to protect Asians. Just stop Asian hate. That's all they say. Just stop Asian hate. Well, what about some legislation? You don't want any legislation for that? You just more legislation for trans people, but not for, okay. You can, you can tell I've been listening to Umar Johnson, who's against interracial relationships, but he does understand that trans people have basically just skipped the line. And why? Because it's a lot of white people. All these white people are like, well, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be trans. I'm trans trans and now they got to be ahead of black people in the oppression olympics how did that happen caitlin jenner i don't fucking know right am i right i am it's just a weird time in this country man it's a weird time i mean it's it let's be honest there's never been a better time to live in america there's never been a better time to be alive this is this is the best time in the history of history like, we just went through a global pandemic and an economic depression, and it was pretty chill. Like, I, if you were honest about it, it was a pretty chill pandemic, all things considered. Did some people die? Of course. It was a pandemic. Someone had to die. But all things considered, pretty chill pandemic, right? I had fun. Like, I don't think 
any pandemic in human history was as chill as this one was. And that's worth appreciating for what it's worth. The fact that we just had the chillest pandemic in human history. I think we need to talk about it, guys. And I know your grandma died and, you know, your fucking uncle died and you fucking died and then your mom died and she still voted for Joe Biden. I know that's what happened, but my point with all of it is this is the best time to ever be alive. We're going to have a trans woman governor in California. We've got a black lady as vice president. That's amazing, right? Just that. That's great. It's amazing. You have iPhones. I have an iPhone. It's a five, but I have it. Right? Everybody's got a phone now. Everyone has a fucking phone. Everyone's got a YouTube channel. Everyone's got a podcast. Everyone just podcasted through the pandemic. We just watch TV. The biggest problem during the pandemic was, ugh, there's nothing to watch now because I watched everything. That was the biggest problem was, ugh, no toilet paper. Ugh. Ugh. Maybe I have to shower more. Wipe my ass in the shower. It's just crazy, dude. We had the chillest pandemic in human history. I mean, today is May 7th. It's actually my nine-month anniversary when I quit drinking. I quit drinking in August 2020, August 7th. Today's May 7th, so pretty sure that's fucking August to September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Ten months? No way. August to September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Nine months. I have been sober for nine months. I've been off the sauce, off the booze for nine months. I should, you know what? I should crack a fucking, here, let's crack a, let's crack a fucking, let's get a beer for that, man. There we go. Let's crack a let's crack a brewski. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to derail the podcast, but I just you know, hey, nine months off the sauce. Let's have let's crack a Budweiser Zero to that. All right, nine months off the fucking sauce. Shout out to Budweiser Zero. Shout out to Heineken Zero. Shout out to Bitburger, Alkoholfrei. Those are the three main beers that got me through this. And I want to give a shout out to Oduls too. Oduls. I know I, I'm not a big fan of Oduls. Because they do still have alcohol in their beer, 0.5, 0.05. I don't know, a very small percentage. I get it. They're technically legally non-alcoholic, but they're the OGs. Y'all paved the way, man. So I give I give a shout out to Oduls. You done did it. Shout out to you. But also a Budweiser Zero, Heineken Zero, like I said, all, all the other zeros out there, all the actual zeros, the heroes out there, I give it up to you. It's nice. When you can find a, a substitute for your habit, you know, your bad habit. Like for me, being an alcoholic was a bad habit. For me, maybe for you it's a good habit, but for me, being an alcoholic was a bad habit. So I had to find a way to basically trick my brain into thinking that, that I wasn't just cold turkeying it, right? Which I, I essentially did. When you're not drinking alcohol... Like, I wasn't consuming any alcohol. I didn't wean myself off the alcohol. 
I just tricked my brain into thinking that I'm still drinking alcohol because I was drinking, you know, non-alcoholic beer. It tastes pretty similar to beer. I was a big beer drinker. And I understand I was talking to a comedian the other day. Mary is her name. She's from Bryan, Texas, where I'm going to be tonight. She just quit drinking about a week ago. And I was like, congrats. And uh, she was talking about how she's been drinking soda water. Again, imitation, just something to get your mind to think that you might be drinking something. And the bartender at Creek in the Cave told her, hey, put some bitters, put a couple bitters in with your soda water. It makes it feel like you're really having a drink. And she did. And she was like, oh, my God, it really feels like I'm having a drink. I'm like, fuck, yeah, you found an imitation. Because I think that's the biggest way to quit drinking is find an imitation, find something that can, again, trick your brain into thinking that you're drinking or really just give you the comfort that you have now associated with that specific beverage. Like for me, it was beer. Gave me comfort on, okay, chilling, relaxing, drinking a beer. And so the the zero alcohol beers were huge for me because I was like, dude, I can drink it. It looks like a beer. It kind of tastes like a beer. It doesn't fuck me up, okay? Because like uh, two months before I quit drinking, I quit drinking hard alcohol because I thought that was the problem. I was like, I'll just drink beer. And I forgot how much beer I can drink. I can drink 15, 20 beers in a night. If I got nothing going, I'll fucking pound 15 beers. No problem. And that's not good. Like, that is that is a problem. That's the problem, right? Like, I was pounding 15 beers, 20 something. And it's like, this is not good. This is not good. Now I started drinking these non-alcoholics, the Budweiser Zeros. And they come in a 12-pack. I've never gone through a whole 12-pack in a night. Now, I used to. When I was drinking real beer, I'd buy a 15-pack and plow through 13, 14 of those. Leave myself one for breakfast, you know what I'm saying? But it, it's not the same, and it's because of the alcohol, man. That's what you're addicted to. I did start juuling, and I'm, I'm you know, a little disappointed in that. I got the three percenters, the small ones. You know, just a little, a little hit of nicotine, just a hit. Just a hit. But nine months off the sauce, so give it up for me. <laughs> Fuck you, alcohol, suck my dick. I'm drinking non-alcoholic beer. Mm, 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 mm. it does the job is what i'm saying because sometimes on a cold on a cold on a hot day you want a cold beverage you want a cold beer something about drinking a cold beer when it's hot out makes you feel fucking american makes you feel alive for me right makes you feel like you got freedom i can drink a beer on a cold day and now I can drink a beer on a cold day because I'm not going to get addicted to the sauce again. Because alcohol, I mean, there's studies out there. Alcohol is more addictive than fucking, um, it's more addictive than a lot of substances. It's up there with cocaine. It's up there with probably porn and fucking, which, shout out to porn. Hey, yo. <laughs> it is addictive as shit. Talking about alcohol. It is very addictive. Um... I don't think it's quite as addictive as heroin, perhaps, but it's still very addictive. And the big problem is you can have real issues with withdrawal. Like if you are a hardcore alcoholic and you try to just go stone cold sober, you're going to have some real problems. And that's where I got lucky that I was really just, I was a beer drinker primarily, right? So when I got off the sauce, I was able to do it without having as big of a dependency on it as someone who maybe was just chugging bottles of Jameson or Jack Daniels or whatever every night, right? Just a little different. 
And again, I mean, I think I've talked about it on the podcast, but for me, it was just eat an edible, drink some non-alcoholic beers. By the time the edible kicks in, you'll be like, dude, I'm fucked up and I'm drinking something that tastes like beer. My mind's at ease. You're not even thinking about the fact that you're not drinking anymore. You know what I'm saying? And I I still get tempted. I'm not going to lie. I still get tempted. I'll fucking be sitting there depressed. Something went bad. I had a bad set or something. I'll be like, dude, let's get fucking trashed. And then I got to be like, nope. Not anymore, man. That's my past life. And I mean, people who people who knew me when I was like 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Like people who knew me in those ages, 26 even, like I fucking was drinking a lot. Like a shitload. And I mean, I was talking about the 14, 15 beers here. I mean, that's that's nothing compared to, you know, some of the other nights that I've had. I mean, the 14, 15 beer nights were just random nights. Those are just off nights, if you know what I'm saying. Like, for me, there would, there would be nights where it's like, or days. That's the thing. When you start drinking in the morning, I mean, the amount of bad St. Patrick's days that I've had because I'm an alcoholic have been brutal. It's been like, oh, it's it's St. Patrick's Day. I'll wake up early. During college, I would skip a lot of morning classes. I didn't, I tried to purposely schedule classes for later in the day because I was like, I'm not making a 10 a.m. A 10 a.m. I remember I had an 8.30 class one time. I fucking never went to that, basically. But t- even the 10 a.m. classes, I was struggling for the 10 a.m. classes. And then St. Patrick's Day would roll around and I'd be like, dude, 6 a.m., let's do some fucking Adderall. Let's get shit-faced. Let's do it right, guys, okay? Let's do it fucking right. And I would get so fucking drunk and fucked up on Adderall that I would end up climbing trees. I'd be like 40 feet in the fucking air because I would start climbing the tree from a balcony. So I was already 20 feet in the air. Then I would get in the tree and then I would climb it another 20 feet. So I'm fucking 40 feet in the fucking air. Everyone's like, Marcus, how did you get in the tree? I'm like, dude, I'm on Adderall. I don't fucking remember, okay? I am focused on every little branch right now. Back to fuck off. And then I'd have to get out of the tree. Climbing up a tree, a lot easier than climbing down a tree, all right? Believe it or not, going up, easier than coming down. So now I'm coming down out of this fucking tree, and I'm trying to get back on the balcony. I'm fucking, I'm fucked up. I'm hammered. I've thrown up already twice today, and all my friends are like, dude, please don't fall because you could totally kill yourself. And I'm like, I know, guys. I'm the alcoholic. I know that I could kill myself. That's probably why I'm doing this. I'm a little suicidal. If any alcoholics being honest with you, there's a little bit of suicidal pressure in there where you're just like, I kind of want to kill myself. I kind of want to die. And, you know, that's part of being an alcoholic, honestly. But um, it's you're dealing with that depression. But I used to, you know, like I said, St. Patrick's Day was a disaster for me growing up. So um, growing up as, as a young adult, St. Patrick's Day was always one of my roughest, roughest fucking days. And that was cool this year. Right. Because last year was canceled St. Patrick's Day. I still got too drunk. We shot a skit. Me and my girlfriend Genevieve went over to our friend Kev Johnson's place, shot a skit. It's up on YouTube. You can check it out. It's fun. It's a fun skit. It's just a you know stupid alcohol skit, but you know it was fun. I, I was drunk, and uh, looking back on it now, this past year in Dallas, first St. Patrick's Day where I didn't get shit-faced in a long time, and uh, it was nice. It was real nice. I got high. I did an open mic. I did comedy for drunk people. That's always fun. 
And then it was also recently Cinco de Mayo, which is basically Mexican St. Patrick's Day. Did another show. Had fun. A lot of drunk people out. I was having fun. I drank a Heineken Zero. I got a drink ticket at the show. What the fuck, Ice House? Shout out Brittany Ledesma. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Very cool show on Wednesday nights. I think it's every Wednesday. Uh, WTF Whiskey uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot on 6th Street in Austin. Very cool show. Go check it out. So they got a little club in the in the back of the bar. We showed up there, and there was, first of all, it was packed. The whole bar was packed. It's like a, a big outdoor venue, and then it has a smaller indoor venue that they turn into a comedy club on Wednesday nights. And on the big stage, the main outdoor type stage, they had this fucking rock band up there. I don't know if they were like a little bit of country, a little bit of rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? And they were fucking jamming. And there were people, so many people in there, man. Nobody gave a fuck about COVID. Everyone was out there partying, going ham. That's what I love about Austin, dude. This town parties. As a former, as a recovering alcoholic, I appreciate the hustle of these partiers. Because they're out there. They're fucking out there. They're drinking. They're getting fucking wasted. They're having a good time out there. And I see them and I'm like, yeah, fucking yeah. Because I'm retired. I'm out the game. All right, I'm 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 doing this, you know. I'm not I'm not fucking I'm not drinking the hard stuff. I'm not drinking anymore. I'm I'm just hanging out. I'm like the guy who blows his fucking knee out in the hundred meter dash, and then the next Olympics, we've all heard the story. He transitions into a woman and he runs for governor. That's basically what I am, Caitlyn Jenner over here. You gotta love Austin. It's a great town. It's a great town. Without further ado, though. I think it's time to get to this week's Porn Star of the Podcast. This week we have a legend. Ladies and gentlemen, this week's Porn Star of the Podcast. Give it up for Destiny Dixon. That's right, Destiny Dixon. This week's Porn Star of the Podcast. The bio is brought to you by Pornhub because they have hilarious bios. Here we go. When you don't have that many years of experience in the porno game, but want to ride top, want to ride right to the top, there are a few ways to go about it. Destiny Dixon had no patience to take it slow and build a career one day at a time. She's got a need for speed and is ready to do anything to butt ahead in line to get to the top of the cock-sucking and pole-riding pyramid. You could say becoming a number one super slut is one of Destiny's... Dest is destiny's destiny, but this girl believes more in her own skills and ambition than waiting for the stars to align in her favor. Her high octane fuck abilities are apparent in every scene that she does, whether tongue drilling up some lesbian girlfriend snatch or getting her butt cheeks to clench up in shuddering orgasmic shockwaves or making her mouth do the salacious cock worship routine until those testicles are boiling over with hot jizz. Destiny puts 200% of, sex of her sexual effort into every lick, suck, thrust, and gargle. In her spare time, she loves mounting a good hog and riding that bike off into the desert sunset. That's probably because she always needs to straddle something big and feel a powerful vibrating machine between her thighs. She's all about top-notch modification and her expertly enhanced tits have souped up, have the souped up and pimped out qualities that beg for a motorboating test drive or a tit fucking cock slide. That is Destiny Dixon from Scottsdale, Arizona. She is a Sagittarius. 
34 D's, 24 waist, 34 hips, 5 foot 923 pounds. And uh, she is ranked number 1068 on Pornhub right now. That is Destiny Dixon, this week's porn star of the podcast. One more time for her. An absolute legend. Destiny Dixon. You want to talk about Destiny? Do you want to talk about fucking Destiny? I think it's destined that California becomes the first state with a transgender governor. I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. Destiny. Destiny. I'm Caitlyn Jenner. And I'm the Batman. I want to be the governor of California. I'm going to make sure that everyone can ride in the HOV lane. Because everyone is on the spectrum. And that means you have multiple personalities and people in the car. I'm the Batman. I'm Caitlyn Jenner. I won Olympic gold medals and now I'm a woman. That's my impression of Caitlyn Jenner being Batman. Caitlyn Jenner being Batman. There's a lot of high profile divorces recently now that I think about it. Because I'm thinking about the Kardashians. Kim Kardashian divorcing Kanye West. Holy shit. Bill Gates, Melinda Gates. Holy shit. Jeff Bezos and whoever the fuck he was married to. Holy fucking shit. What's going on, fellas? We, we, what the fuck? Kanye, did Kanye even sign a prenup? Because we all heard the song is like, we want prenup. We want prenup. Yeah. That's something that you need to have. Because when she leave your ass, she going to leave with half. What? Oh, I hope Bill Gates signed a prenup. I know he fucking didn't, but I hope he did. Just so he can play that song on a fucking Zune or whatever the fuck it's called. That Zune thing. I want him to play a Zune fucking with, with that song blasting. Gold digger. Nice saying she a gold digger. But I'm fucking Bill Gates. I invented the PC, bitch. Or did I? Uh, did he? Who knows? Who knows? Was it some Winklevoss shit? Who knows, man? Speaking of the Winklevosses, Dogecoin, which, I mean, they're Bitcoin guys, but Dogecoin through the roof. I think, it, I think it, excuse me, I think it went up to 60 something cents this week. Now, I don't own Doge, Dogecoin. I don't own Dogecoin. I have no Dogecoin. I'm thinking about getting into it. I should have gotten into it. I know. I understand. Should have gotten into it a while ago, about a week ago. I mean, had I gotten into it about a week ago, seriously, I would have made some money. That'd have been nice. Um, but sometimes, and here's the thing about investing, sometimes you don't have the money to invest. And that's what a lot of people forget, all right? They're always like, I should have bought at this price point. I should have bought here. I should. I mean, I remember when I could have bought fucking Bitcoin for 420 literally for $420, buy a Bitcoin. The problem was at that time, I didn't have $420 to buy a fucking Bitcoin. So to anyone out there who looks at these cryptocurrencies or Tesla stock or whatever it is, and you're like, man, I should have bought it back then. Did you have the money back then? Because sometimes you didn't. And now you're just beating yourself up for no fucking reason. There's no point in doing that. Okay. Don't beat yourself up for no reason. There is no point guys. You got to give yourself some slack. You got to give yourself some credit. You know what I'm saying? You got to be like, Hey, at least I made the investment when I made the investment. You know, like I think I could have quit drinking earlier. At least I quit when I did. 
I could have started stand-up earlier. At least I started when I did. Like, people get so hung up on what their life could have been that they don't look at how dope their life is. They don't look at the good things in their life and say, see, this was all meant to be because of all these good things in my life, your relationships, your career, whatever is going well for you in your life. And maybe you have nothing going well for you in life. And you're like, I fucking hate everything in life. Well, can you do something today that'll make sure tomorrow you'll be like, I'm glad I did that thing yesterday. If you can do that, do that. Can you do something today that in a year you'll look back on and be like, dude, fuck yeah, I'm glad I did that a year ago. Because that's when you start making the right decisions in life. When you're like, dude, what do I, because that's when you make decisions like, what do I really want? What do I really believe in? What do I really want to accomplish? What do I really want to get involved in? What is it? What is an investment that I actually believe in? Not just something that is trending or whatever. What is an investment that I legit believe in? That's something Mark Cuban talked about. And I think he's a fan of Dogecoin as well. I think a lot of these entrepreneurs are fans of Dogecoin because they see the potential where it's like, just make your own fucking currency, bro. Why not? Yes. Did it start out as a meme? Maybe. But what's wrong with that? We act like because it was a meme now that's not valid. I mean, the money's there. The money is the money, guys. Like, what is wrong with something originating as a meme? It seems new school. It seems fake. It seems bullshit, I guess. I guess, right? Is that the big criticism? It seems like it's bullshit. I mean, if it seems like it's bullshit, then, you know, you don't have to buy. That's Again, that's the beauty. You don't have to buy Dogecoin. You do have to get the vaccine if you live in New Zealand, though. Um, yeah, I saw if you're, uh, what is it like? If you're a medical worker in New Zealand, I think you are going to get fined 4,000, whatever they use in New Zealand, 4,000 Dogecoin, all right, in New Zealand, if you get fucking, if you don't get the vaccine and you're a frontline healthcare worker. I was watching, dude, the chick who's in charge of New Zealand is the funkiest, like the funkiest person I've ever fucking seen in my life. New Zealanders are required to get the vaccine, vaccinated. That's how she says it, vaccinated, vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Are you vaccinated? You're not vaccinated. You want to get vaccinated? It's fucking weird, man. But hey, man, that's New Zealand for you. That's why I wasn't in Lord of the Rings because I didn't want to get the vaccine. They offered me the part. They're like, do you want to be Gandalf? I know you're a little young, but I think you can play the role. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate it, but I don't want to get the vaccine. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, we're looking for someone who's going to be vaccinated because we're shooting in, in New Zealand. So if you want to play Gandalf, you're going to have to get the vaccine. I was like, does Johnson and Johnson account? They said no. So I was like, well, I can't do the role. I'm sorry. I was interested until you said I had to get Moderna or Pfizer. And I was like, yeah. Not interested anymore in playing Gandalf. I don't want that big time career changing role. Fuck no, because I don't want to get the vaccine. All right. I would do it for a mill. I would do it for a hot million dollars, though. I'll be honest with you right fucking now. You give me a million dollars, Bill Gates, I'll take your vaccine. I'll take your vaccine for a mill. I'll take three. I'll take them in the dick. I don't give a fuck. For a million dollars, let's do it. Let's make it happen. No taxes on it, though. Don't hit me with those. I want a million net. Excuse me for the burp. Drinking the zeros. I want a million dollars net and I will take the vaccine. And I know it's not coming. I know nobody's out there like, oh, thank God. We finally found a way to get him to get the vaccine. It's a million dollars. Let's do it. Let's 
this seems like a good investment, better investment than Dogecoin, right? Let's get him to get the vaccine. Um, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. Like my parents got it. Me and my girlfriend have been talking about it, but I just don't know yet, right? Like it's still, let's be honest. The vaccine is still pretty new. It's still pretty. I want to wait a couple more months at least just to see how things shake out. Like, are people going to start acting weird? Because I don't want to become a zombie. We've all seen Walking Dead. I haven't, but everyone else has. I don't want to be a zombie. I don't want to be a walker. I want to be the guy who kills the walkers. So maybe if, if, if that's what I want in life is to be the guy who shoots all the zombies, I might have to skip out on the vaccine. Just maybe. Sorry. But, I, you know, I think we're at the point now, at least in Austin, it feels like. I know India is having problems with, you know, variants and shit like that. India. It's India, guys. I'm in Texas. I think I give a fuck. I, I know it'll get here. The Indian COVID. That'll be, that'll be Montezuma's revenge right there. The Indian COVID variant is going to come to Texas and kill all the white people. This is going to happen. It's going to kill all the white people. Maybe. That'd be, it'd be sad for me. I'm fucking white. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die of, of the Indian COVID. COVID-19. Sorry. Sorry. Nazi. There you go. Sorry for doing an accent, but I like to do them because they're fun. And now I'm doing a Southern one. I don't know, man. People, like I said, you know, people get too butthurt about shit. Like, I was in Oklahoma City last week performing, and uh, a lot of black people in the crowd. It was awesome. Great shows. We had fun. And then you come back to Austin, it's all these fucking hippie liberal white women. Like, it's every every fucking show is, it's like 16 skinny blonde white chicks who are in the same sorority, apparently. And they all just sit there like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh-huh. That's how they sound too. They they have their own language. It's called that's the name of the language. I don't know, man. Whatever. But they come to comedy shows sometimes and they, they hang out there and they look all hot and then they don't laugh at your jokes. And then you're like, what the fuck is going on? Let me go perform for some fucking people in Oklahoma again, all right? Because Oklahoma, I swear to God, I think Oklahoma is becoming the best comedy scene. Maybe, let me take that back. Not the best comedy scene. It is going, it has uh, uh, the most fun comedy crowds in the country. Oh my God, there's a giant cicada. Holy shit. Holy shit. What the fuck is that? We got a bug in the garage. Sorry, I don't mean to bug out. Trying to stay focused on the podcast, but there's a motherfucking, I feel like Walter White, except this fly is way bigger than whatever the fuck Walter White was dealing with, man. Big old bug. I guess the cicadas are back. That's what I heard. Why? How do they come back? Did they get the vaccine? Do they come back every 17 years because there's a new vaccine? So the cicadas come back and they fucking ruin every... They ruin a podcast. Just flying around. Just buzzing around. Just fucking shit up. Fucking goddamn cicadas. I didn't even know what I was talking about. I was trying to... I was trying to talk about deep shit. Goddamn cicada. 
scaring the shit out of me, dude. I'm terrified of bugs. It goes snakes, and then it goes fucking bugs. Those are the two things I'm most scared of. Snakes, bugs. Now, next thing I know, there's going to be a fucking snake in this goddamn garage, and I'm going to quit the podcast for reals. If there's a fucking snake in here, I'm going to lose my shit. Now I'm paranoid. I didn't even eat an edible. I'm not even really that high. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, shit. Ice cream truck. What up? That's the best part about living in a nice little neighborhood. You know, a little, little neighborhood. Live right across the street from the police station. It's safe. It's so safe. It's funny because I'm sure 90% of this neighborhood is like defund the police. And then they get all the benefits of living right next to the fucking cops, dude. It's pretty chall. Pretty chall. But, you know, what are you going to do? This is what it is. There he is. Yeah. I can hear him. I don't, I don't know if he's picking up on the microphone. It's the fucking it's the ice cream man. There's a pedophile in a van right outside my house, and the cops are right up there, right up the street. And there's a pedophile in a van selling ice cream to children. Is he a pedophile? I don't know. Is it a dude? Let's be honest. Probably. <sighs> Women can be pedophiles. Y'all know that, right? I just, I want to end the podcast strong. Women can do it too. Women can be pedophiles. Because I know right now, and I think we need more diversity, because other than R. Kelly and half of Michael Jackson, like when you think of legendary pedophiles, you do not think of black people. You think of a white man. And that's, I mean, what is a little black girl going to look up to? All these little white kids can look up to Jeff Epstein and to fucking Bill Gates and Bill Clinton and all these other pedophiles and, and Prince Andrew. But what does a little black girl have to look up to? Nobody, right? I mean, I'm sure Kamala Harris is a pedophile, but we need to expose that because right now, little black girl, she got nothing to look up to. Nobody, no great pedophile that she can look up to. She can look up to R. Kelly and be like, well, at least a black person did it, but there's no black women out there being pedophile. I'm sure Oprah, I'm sure, oh, I'm not trying to take anything away from you, Oprah, okay? I'm sure you're a great pedophile, one of the best, I'm sure, but we don't know. And I think that's tragic because you need representation. It's very important. And there just doesn't seem to be enough of it in the pedophilia game. So, you know, work on it, ladies. Work on it, okay? Go get a fucking ice cream truck and drive it around. I'm looking at you. Yeah, you. Oof. Well, this has been very fun. I've enjoyed this episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, this is going to drop on uh, Saturday, May 8th. Upcoming shows. Come to Creek in the Cave. Afro Sundays. May 16th, Melanie Hearn's headlining. I'm on the show. I'm going to be featuring. Genevieve is hosting, as always. Come to Creek in the Cave. Tickets should be available at creekandcave.com. Um, other than that, uh, I got another show, I believe, May 28th here in Austin as well. Um, tonight, I'm in Bryan, like I said, but this will come on after that. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. Have a good weekend.